You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. I'm coming from U-Belt kanina. Going back here, parang may nostalgic presence. Kasi I actually grew up here in Muntinlupa. So originally, dito taga Muntinlupa po ako, sa labas po. Taga labas po, <laughs> Muntinlupa. Di ba yung mga joke na gano'n pag sinabing Muntinlupa, loob or labas. So sinasabi ko sa labas. Kung alam niyo po yung Victoria Home Subdivision, so I, I studied in Holy Infant Academy, nursery, kinder, elementary high school, kaya may loyalty award po ako dun. So, <laughs> and then in college, I took up chemical engineering dun po sa Mapua. And dun po ako na-reach out. Kasi nung time na college ako, wala pa hong Victory Muntinlupa nun. Pero I'm sure kung meron man na-reach out ako nun, Victory Muntinlupa will sure. Hindi ako palalampasin, i-reach out talaga ako. Kasi I'm sure this church is very radical when it comes to preaching the gospel. Eh. So it just so happened na nung time na yun, I was a student in Muntinlupa and I was reached out. Um, um, I, I got saved. When I got saved, nung po ako nagkaroon ng personal relationship kay Jesus Christ, I was discipled and raised up as a leader. And it was also in Victory You Built na, you know, I would always hear this statement from my pastors and leaders. They would always say one statement na, pag Christian ka daw, if you're a Christian, there are two things that you need. Can you say two things? There are two things that you need if you're a Christian. Number one, you need a Bible and you need a passport. So you need a Bible for you to know God and you need a passport for you to obey God to go to the nations. So, nung, nung bago pa lang ako kay God, in, in terms of my relationship with God, um, I was wondering, it, kumbaga, there was a vision planted in me. Nagkaroon tuloy ako ng vision. I said to myself that one day, I'm going to preach the gospel, hindi lang sa Mapua. I'm going to different campuses in the world and be able to preach the love of God, the message that I receive, and, and share it to as many people as I can. Um, so, at that time, it was just a vision, and then I birthed it in prayer. And then, in 2006, I was given an opportunity to go to another nation. So, I'm sure some of you here may mga vision kayong na-receive kay God. You know what I would like to encourage you? I would like to encourage you to birth it in prayer. Just pray. And who knows, in God's perfect timing, it will come to pass. So, nung 2006 po, I got an opportunity to go to India. And when I went there, two weeks lang, that's where God revealed to me that I am called for missions. And in 2011, dun na, yung dream ko, <laughs> after 10 years officially, that's where I became a missionary. So I was sent, in 2011, I was part of a team. Wala pa po tayong church at that time, and I was part of a pioneering church planting team. We were part, we were from Victory. We came from different Victory churches. Meron pong Ortigas, may Malate, may Cavite, may QC, tapos may Los Baños, and then one Singaporean. This was the team. And the moment we step in, we have one mission and one goal. And that is to be able to plant an every nation church that will honor God and make local disciples. From the very beginning, that was our desire. Lord, make it happen. Make it possible that we can plant a church in this nation, in this Hindu nation, that despite this deception, despite this culture, you will still make a way. And you know what? After six years, seven of that nine missionaries left Nepal. We left Nepal because we were replaced by six locals. So we don't have to go there and we have to leave because may pumalit na sa amin who responded into the call of God for full-time ministry. 
And that was last year when I left. And just three months ago, Pastor Richard and Rita left Nepal, and we have officially turned over the church to them. And it's amazing. Parang when you go there, you thought like it was impossible, but with our God, nothing is impossible. Everything is possible with our God. And you know, as a movement, that's our desire. That's our heart. We will go to nations where the gospel is least preached. We will go to nations where there is no yet every nation. We'll reach out to them, engage the locals, preach the gospel, make them as disciples of Jesus Christ, raise them up as leaders, and then at the right time, turn over the church to them. So right now, we will do that until we reach every nation in our generation. Amen? Aren't you happy that you are part of a movement who seeks to reach every nation in our generation? And that is also where I met my very beautiful and gorgeous wife, Zaren. We just got married last March. Nagmeet po kami kasi nagmission trip lang siya sa Nepal. She went there for two weeks without knowing na dunya mami meet yung destiny niya. And that destiny was me. Grabe yung reward ni God sa kanya, no? <laughs> Grabe yung reward ko kay God. And, <laughs> and realize ko na iba talaga when you obey God. God is. A God who rewards, and you can never go wrong when you obey God. So I would like to encourage you: obey, obey lang kay God. You can never tell how God will honor your obedience. But of course, we don't obey God because of the reward, because our reward is God Himself. You know, we don't obey out of duty or obligation, but we obey out of delight. It's an overflow of our personal relationship with God, and we obey God because we love Him. Simply because He loves us, di ba? Parang pag, pag mahal ka ng isang tao, the best response you can give is to love Him back or love her back. And that's the same with God. Our walk with God is all about loving Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. So we got married last March. Imagine this, three months after getting married, honeymoon period pa, we heard the call of God to plant a church there. So this was a picture of us in that famous monument and with no contacts, we just go there because we feel the calling of God. When we go there, it was like it was divine appointment. I realized like when you really obey God, even though you don't know what will happen next, He will just direct everything. You know, the Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And how many peop- righteous people do we have here? We are righteous not because of anything we have done, but we are righteous because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And when you are righteous, God will order your steps. Hindi lang sa mission, but even in your personal life. Maybe you are making an important decision right now. You don't have to worry. If you are in Christ, He will direct your step. Right now, we are four in the team. So nakita niyo po, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are four. <laughs> Alam mo, ito yung bansa na the more na binabasa mo siya, the more na napapapray ka kay God. Because as we were researching, I realized namin that Tajikistan was, is the leading supplier of suicide bombers to the ISIS. So ang tanong, if, if, if you do a research and I realize mo, yung bansang pupuntahan mo, leading supplier pala ng suicide bombers, pupunta ka pa rin ba? <laughs> so my wife and I were praying, Lord, totoo ka ba? Did we really hear from you, right? <laughs> but then we pray about it and there was so much peace. And God was telling us, don't let that label hinder you from obeying me. Sometimes we hear a lot of mindsets, a lot of labels, and sometimes it put fear on us. But God did not call us to become people who will respond in fear. We are called to respond in faith. So God told us, don't respond in fear. Fear does not come from me. 
I call you to become a man of faith. I call you to become a woman of faith. So we don't care. Sabi namin ng wife ko, we don't care. Kung maraming suicide bombers dyan, all the more that we have to go there. <laughs> so when we went there, we realized it was also the poorest and the smallest country in Central Asia. Most of the men there will go to Russia to work kasi wala pong masyadong employment. Most of the men will not go back. They will divorce their wife. And they will do it by calling from Russia. I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. Three times lang sasabihin sa, po- sa phone, I divorce you. In their context, that is accepted. And their children will be fatherless. And the women will be forced to prostitution to work. And yung mga men ho na malapit dun sa border ng Afghanistan, they will be brainwashed. And some of them will be sent to ISIS, to Iraq and Syria, to become suicide bombers. That was the situation of the country. There was so much negativity, and, but we were hopeful because we know that we have the gospel. We are hopeful because there is a God who can make the impossible possible. We were carrying the Holy Spirit with us. And that is what we have. Just having the Holy Spirit, we have everything that we need. When we go there, for the past three months, we stayed there, kawawi lang po namin last Thursday, we were able to meet contacts. And we realized that people are some of the most hospitable and friendly people in the world. Kung akala mo yung mga Pinoy hospitable na, triplayin nyo pa ho. And you know, when we meet them, kakamit lang, i-invite ka na agad nila sa bahay. Tapos sa bahay nila, ilalabas talaga nila yung pinakamaganda nilang plato, yung mga tinatago nilang pagkain, talagang papakain sa amin. How many of you ganun kayo sa pag may bisita sa inyo? Or ibibigay nyo na lang na, ay, kuning nasa restaurant, di ba? <laughs> Pero sila, talagang, they will reserve. Some of them won't even eat meat. Pero kapag may guest sila, they will serve meat. Because they, they feel like every guest is a gift from God. And the way you treat that gift will determine your eternal destiny. And we, we went there. Pagpunta po namin doon, we were given an opportunity to scout the land. Um, we, we did prayer walk. And for one month, I've been learning the language. And next month po, pagbalik namin October 30, uh, we got an open door to teach in a campus. So we're going to teach, and sabi ng owner, I want you to do a small group discussion type teaching. So parang grabe, Lord, in-open door mo na talaga. And hindi namin malalaman yung kung hindi kami nag-obey sa'yo. When we go there, and right now, the harvest is already there. Please pray for us. Please pray for us. You are a part of this. We belong in the same spiritual family. It's just a matter of time that one day, we will all you know, go to another nation or go to the Philippines kasi matuturn over na namin yung church. And we believe it will happen. Diba? Again, it's by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? So, I'm sharing this because we are actually on an annual series entitled The Beat. Can you say The Beat? So, whatever is happening in Tajikistan, in Nepal, in, in China, in Africa, even here in the Philippines, you know, we can be assured of one thing. And that one thing is that God is doing something. God is advancing His kingdom. And we do this annual mission series for us to be reminded of our calling as a movement, that we are called for missions, that we are called to reach every nation in our generation. Itong the beat na to, we're going to learn na yung heartbeat ni God. Diba? Ano ba yung heartbeat ni God? Kung ikaw, tanongin kita ngayon, ano bang tinitibok ng puso mo? Or sino bang tinitibok ng puso mo? <laughs> diba? Wag kang magsalita ba? Nandito siya. <laughs> but if you ask God, Lord, sino ba yung nagpapatibok ng puso mo? You know, what, what makes, sino yung nagpapatibok ng puso ni God? What, what is the heartbeat of God? His heartbeat is every lost person in every nation. And all of us, before meeting Christ, we were all lost. We don't know where we are and we are all doomed to hell. 
Pero when Jesus came into our lives, we were found and now we are saved. You know, and how about those people who don't know Christ? How about those people, yung mga Muslim, yung mga Hindu, yung mga Buddhist, yung mga Atheist, yung mga tribal people, they don't have the same access like us when it comes to the Word of God. You know, if you are special, they are also special. And God's heart beats for them as well. So yan yung, ano, yung, yung series natin. That's what we're going to talk about. Ngayon, ang, ang pag-uusapan natin is God's mission. And next week, we're going to talk about our mission as the church. Diba, kinumission tayo ni God to go and make disciples. And in Revelation 7-9, God gave us a picture of one day in heaven. And it says here in Revelation 7-9 that I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Imagine this. Tayo ngayon dito in this worship service. We're all Filipinos. I don't know if there are some foreigners. But imagine in a service composed of people from different language, different tongue, and different nation. Hindi siya mission impossible. Mission possible siya. And one day mangyayari yan. Alright? So before I continue, I just want to pray. God, I thank you that today you are here. Thank you, God, that you're going to speak to us. And we, we want to catch your heart for the nations, God. We want to understand your heartbeat, God. And I pray that after this message, we'll be able to understand how we can be a part of God's mission. Lord, I pray that even right now, we surrender all of our personal purpose for your mission. Lord, we want your will to be our will. And we just want to surrender everything. At this very moment, God, I pray that let our hearts be transformed. Let our minds be renewed. And let our faith be strengthened. I pray that we'll not leave this place without being touched by the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to be sensitive to your word. Help us to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Especially on this message, God. The mission of God is our mission as well. Lord, we just want to thank you and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, in life, there are a lot of things that we plan. Okay? Sino rito, you consider yourself as a planner. Yung maplano kang tao. In life, kahit na hindi ka planner, you make plans. Diba? We all make decisions. Like, give you an example. When you are in college, you need to make a plan kung saan ka mag-aaral. You plan to study which universities. So we make decisions, we make plans that I want to study on this campus. Then after graduation, we make plans na ito yung gusto ko maging trabaho. I want to be an engineer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be whatever, whatever profession is that. And there are times na you also make plans kung sino yung mo. Di ba? In my case, it was Zaren. And then after that, there are some people who plans to go abroad or to stay in the Philippines. But the truth is, in life, there are uncontrollable situations that happen. Yes, nagpa-plano tayo, pero minsan yung mga plano natin, hindi nangyayari. Kasi there are situations na, nang, na nangyayari, parang yung mga plans na yun is hindi matuloy. Like for example, for me, when I was in high school, I want to study in UP. Pero, saan po ako nakapag-aral? without knowing that it was in Mapua where I will meet God. So noon na tanong ko rin yun eh, Lord, ba't ako sa Mapua, hindi ako sa UP? And then God told me that, dito kita kinol eh. This is where I have called you. And then, nung 2006 nga, I wanted to go to Dubai to become an engineer, pero God has a different plan. You know, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's plan that prevails. You can plan, but it is still God's plan that will prevail. So He told me, hindi yan yung plano ko sa'yo. I want you to be a missionary. Hindi ka lang mag, magiging 
engineering dun sa planta. But I want you to engineer lives for me. And then for some of you here, akala mo siya na. Pero hindi naman pala. Iba pala yung plano ni God, di ba? Di ba? So sometimes a rejection can be an open door. You know, a rejection can be medyo sensitive, no? Kasi love lives. <laughs> So, di ba? You just need to trust God. Yun na lang. <laughs> and then, ako, nouna, I thought I will stay here in the Philippines. So, you see, we plan in life, but due to certain situations, sometimes hindi natutuloy yun. And, and sometimes, we have to become flexible. You know, na minsan nababago. And I believe that sometimes, God allows changes to teach us to become more flexible. To teach us to become more accountable. Kasi when there are changes, dun tayo nag-grow. When, when there are changes, that's the point in our life that we trust God. Kasi we do know that hindi natin to kaya, na kailangan natin to si God. And I believe that's the purpose because God wants to prune us and He wants us to become more like Him. Nakukuha niya po ba? And despite all of these changes, unavoidable situation, may mga bagay sa buhay natin na hindi talaga magbabago. Kahit ano pa yan. Tulad nung marriage ko kay Zaren, Kahit ano pang mangyari, hindi niya magbabago. I made a vow to her six months ago na I will be with her till the end of our lives. Diba? Yung marriage and even calling. Diba? Yung specific calling mo kay God. Kahit ano pang mangyari, it will never change kasi it is something that is very personal to you and to God. So some of us here, you may not be called to become a missionary like me to other nations, pero maaaring specific calling is for you to be a teacher, to be an engineer. Even a mother is a calling from God. So, yun yung mga bagay na kahit anong sitwasyon, it will never change. Kasi it's a calling and then marriage and those are just few of the, my examples. In Victory as a Movement, since 1984, yung calling natin, yung plans natin, has always been the same. Honor God, make disciples. So, ibig sabihin, kahit nagkaroon ng people power noong 1986, hindi pa rin natinag yung purpose natin. Yung pa rin yung purpose natin. Kahit dumating yung si Ompong ba yun? Yung bagyo? <laughs> kahit dumating si Ompong, Gigising at gigising pa rin tayo everyday na ang goal natin as a movement is for us to honor God and make disciples. And it's the same with the mission of God. The mission of God will never change. Kahit ano pang mangyari, His mission is always the same. And when we talk about God's mission, we talk about world missions. Diba? When we talk about world missions, yun yung Great Commission. Diba? And... When we talk about Great Commission, nagets nyo ba? <laughs> God's Mission, and then we talk about World Mission, and then the Great Commission. And the Great Commission, yung verse na pumapasok sa atin palagi is yung Matthew 28, 19-20. Okay? If, if, you, if you've been with victory, if you've been under discipleship, alam mo that we're called to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the Great Commission verse. But actually, in the Bible, there are five Great Commission verse. Yung close second dyan is yung Acts 1.8. Alam niyo po ba yung Acts 1.8? Very powerful verse. And every Christian should know this. That you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So, most people, when they hear their verse, they thought that the Great Commission started in the New Testament. They thought na nag-start yun nung Matthew 28, nung early church. Pero without realizing that the mission of God, hindi siya dito nagsimula. God's mission actually started from the very beginning. 
hindi nung Matthew 28, you can see that in the very first chapter, in the very first book in the Bible, in Genesis, makikita mo na doon na nandun na yung mission ni God. And I hope that we will have this kind of mindset that every time we read the Word of God, we will understand that the reason why there is a Bible because God has a mission. And we are on a mission with God on that mission. And sometimes we think like world mission is just a part of the church. If there's a pie, tinitingin na natin yung world mission is just a segment in the church. We think that world mission and reaching the nations is just a program. It's, not, it's just a part of the program without realizing that it is actually the program of the church. Everything that we do actually has to be connected with the mission of God. So, kung titingnan nyo po nung yung Matthew 28, that is our mission, but if you go to Genesis, that is actually God's mission. So now we're going to read into the very first chapter and the very first verse. I'm sure you know that. In the beginning. Diba? <laughs> Ang galing ni God, no? Very ano talaga, yung pinakaunang verse, in the beginning agad. <laughs> okay? So uh, we'll read that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. So kung makikita natin sa verse na to, dito pinakita ni God that He's the Creator. That everything existed because God created it. Na yung earth, it was not self-created, and it was not created by man. So, ibig sabihin, lahat ng nakikita mo rito, there was a creator. And when we speak of God as the creator, it speaks of God being the ruler of all creation. And that includes us. That includes us. So, if you look here, God was very, you know, sobra yung order ni God. Diba? In day one, diba? day and night, day two, heaven and ocean, day three, land and vegetation, then sun and moon, birds and the fish, and then animals and the man. And then on the seventh day, God rested. You know, if, if you are reading this, every time God created something, at the end of the day, you know, everything was created because God said. God said and God did it. So, ibig sabihin, the God that we are serving is a God who will do what He will say. So if God is saying to you, I will, you know, if you read in the Bible and in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says there that my plans for you is to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. God really mean it and He will do it. Kasi nung sinabi niya na let there be light, ginawa niya, nagkaroon ng light eh. How much more pa dun sa buhay mo? If you, right now you are crying for something better, you know, the Bible says that all things work for the good of those who love God. God said that and He will do it in your life. Hindi ko alam kung ano yung sitwasyon niyo po ngayon, pero I want you to understand that what God said in the Bible, He will fulfill it. And that will give you enough assurance to keep the faith going and to keep on reading the Bible and keep on holding on to the promise of God. And kita niyo po, God said and He spoke, He spoke and He did it. You know, I can put my whole life into this. I, I heard Pastor Gilbert, uh, if you know Pastor Gilbert Poliente, um, he was before a senior pastor in U-Belt. I, he heard one thing like, he said like, you know, find out what God is doing in your generation and put your whole life into it. And I realized that at that time, 
you know, Lord, I want to be a part of what you're doing. Okay? And I want to put my whole life into it. So, kung makikita nyo rin po dito, you can see that God is a God of order, ruling over creation. Okay? Hindi si God wasn't experimenting. Nakatulad natin na sometimes, di ba, walang plano-plano, try ka lang ng try. Ah, ito, pwede kaya to, Pwede ko kayang gawin to. Pero si God, He was not like us. Aren't you happy na God is not like us? <laughs> God, you know, God is, you know, God plans and He put things in order. And that's why He can also put order in your life. Yung mga plan ni God sa inyo, He already planned it even before you were born. And He can put order. Right now, if your life, you feel like your life is messed up today, you know, He showed it that He is a God of order and He can fix everything that is broken in us. So, pinakita rito that God wasn't experimenting, you know, but He knows exactly what He was doing. I want to tell you, God knows exactly what He is doing in your life right now. Maring may mga nangyayari sa buhay nyo and you are questioning, Lord, tama ba tong ginagawa mo sa buhay ko? I want you to know, alam ni Lord kung ano yung ginagawa niya. Kapit ka lang sa kanya. <laughs> and, and you know, God knows what He was doing. He wanted and He was deliberate, intentional, and purposeful. He has a plan. Okay, God has a plan. He has a purpose and He has a mission. So, makita rin po natin that when, when God created the world, His intention was to build a community of the people of God. The pattern of His creation was all about relationship. Kasi diba, if you look into the Trinity, may relationship yung God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And He created a church to be like that, wherein the pattern is all about relationship. It's all about our relationship to God and His relationship to us. When God did this, since He's a very relational God, it was something that was very personal. Kasi God invested on it. Diba? Imagine nyo, of all of God's creation, it was only in man where... Yung iba, sinabi niya lang, God said, God said. But with man, He formed us from the dust of the ground and breathed life on us. And that's why, if you take a look at it, yung, yung ibang creation ni God, God will say it was good. But when God created man, it was very good. Meaning, when God created you, pagkita pa lang ni God sa'yo, even right now, He will say it was very good. So when you look into the mirror, every time you look into the mirror and you say that you're not good, it reminds me sarili mo dito sa verse na to. Now when God created you, ang sahaw niya sinabi, it was very good. Diba? Nung kinread ka ni God, it was very good. And you were someone very special to God. Amen. Don't ever let your past or whatever people tell you to dictate your real value. Your real value says that you are special in the eyes of God because God says so. Magkita natin that God, mankind was God's greatest masterpiece. You are a masterpiece from God. Diba? Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not. As we go into Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, makikita natin yung mission ni God. We will be able to see God's mission. It says here in Genesis 1, 26 to 27, up to 28, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. 
and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and every living thing that moves on the earth. Itong buong verse na to, this sums up God's mission. Okay, this sums up God's mission na after this, the whole verse in the Bible points out to this. Lahat ng verse all points out to this. Na in the end, ang makikita natin is yung Revelation 7.9. Na yun na yung sinabi ko kanina. But as we look into this verse, makikita natin, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Ganto ka special tayo as human beings. Because God created us in His glorious image. Diba? Hindi yung animals. The Bible says that we were all patterned a glorious God. It's amazing, right? Pinatern ka sa isang glorious God. And, and, and that should give us enough confidence na, you know, God chose me to be patterned after Him. You know, the King of all kings, the Almighty God, the Lord of all Lord, lords, chose me and He patterned His image and He made me in His own image. So, you saw here that we reflect God's glory by representing Him well. Okay, so God put His image on us and if God is a missional God and we are patterned after His image, then that makes us also missional people. Because if God is in a mission and we are patterned after His image, then that means we also have a mission. That's why if we are called to be God's people, His design for us is that we will have the same heartbeat as His heartbeat. Diba? If you are patterned after God, then His heartbeat should also be in your heartbeat as well. I remember this uh, quote from Westminster Shorter Catechism that he said, like, the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. So whatever you are doing right now, whether you are a businessman, you are working, you're a student, you're a father, a mother, you know, the end of it is, is for us to glorify God. You know, like, whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you think, does it glorify God? Does it honor God? Because it all boils down to that. Okay? If you live glorifying God, then you are living life to the fullest. The reason why sometimes we feel something is lacking because we choose to do things that does not glorify God. But, but if we glorify God and enjoy Him forever, then that makes life more exciting and more fruitful. Amen? Sinurito, you have obeyed God. Sinurito na experience mo yung joy in obeying God. Diba? That's, that's obedience glorifies God. And that's the kind of people that God wants us to be. Ang maganda rito is that we were given a new identity. We have the image of God. But yung identity niyon is not just for us, just for the sake of having an identity. Because with that identity, that identity precedes responsibility. There is a responsibility na pinut sa atin ni God as He put His image. And what is that responsibility? God commanded us to multiply for His glory. God commanded us to multiply for His glory. In Genesis 1, chapter uh, 28, it says there, God blessed them. You know, God did not just create you. God did not just put His image in you. You were not just made in His image. But He also blessed you. And He commanded you to be fruitful and to multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Why? Because God has blessed us gloriously so that we can be a blessing for His glory. You know, how many of you, you are blessed today? You are blessed. You know, just the idea that I am saved, that's already a blessing. Everything is just a bonus after salvation. <laughs> and we are blessed, you know. And, but 
the blessing does not end with us. God has blessed us so that we can be a blessing, not for our own glory, not para tayo yung sikat, but para sa kanya, for His own glory. Everything points out to His glory. As we read that verse, this is actually the mission of God. The mission of God is to extend His rule and fill the earth with His glory. Extend the rule from heaven here on earth and fill the earth with His glory. This is God's mission. You know, extend His rule in the earth and fill the earth with His glory. So based from this statement, it actually answers two questions. Who are we and why are we here? So yung tanong na, sino ba ako? Sino ba ako? Of course, I'm not just referring to your name. <laughs> you know, who are we at bakit ba tayo nandito? Why does the church even existed? You know, based from that mission, that points us to our part that we are to steward God's creation and fill it with God's glory. God was the creator. We were patterned after His image. He has blessed us. He has given us the ability to multiply so that we can better steward His creation. That's why rule, subdue, and have dominion over all the earth because God entrusted us with His creation. Kumbaga, we don't own the creation. It was God's property in the first place. He just trusted us to steward it. Diba? He just, we are just manager and to fill it with God's glory. So if you read Genesis 1 to 2, everything was perfect. Kung yung Bible nag-end lang sa Genesis 2, it could have been happy ending. It could have been a happy ending. Everything was perfect. Man had a perfect relationship with God. But then, Genesis 3 comes in. And in Genesis 3, this was, for me, one of the saddest part. In fact, the saddest verse in the Bible, when man chose to disobey God. Nung nababasa ko to, I would always ask God, Lord, how do you feel when man disobeyed you? I know it hurts you so much. Because you have entrusted everything to man here on earth, and yet man still choose to disobey you. It was this fall of man wherein sin came into this world, that when we were born into this world, we have this sinful nature, rebellious tayo. And every time we commit sin, we are doing something that is not in accordance to the image of God. That's why disobedience hurts God, but it also hurts you. Because you are not realigned to the image of God. So ang tanong ngayon, God has a mission, and He chose to invite us into this mission, pero man sin, Man failed. Ang tanong, yung God's mission, tuloy pa rin ba? Ano na nangyari dun sa mission ni God? Was it erased? God cannot be stopped by any temporal crisis. Our God is unstoppable. So even though there was a fall of man, even though we failed, God's mission still continues. You know, God's mission still continues. Diba yung katulad ng sinabi ko, may mga bagay na kahit ano mangyari, it continues because that is something that is important. And God's mission is not going to be stopped by the temporal crisis and the sin of man. Pero this time, yung aspect ng mission ni God, it now involves the saving nature of the mission. Kasi now that we are sinful, nung Genesis 1 and 2, there was no saving needed kasi perfect tayo. Pero because we sin, now, we need to be saved from our sins. And that's where Jesus Christ came into this world to save us from our sins and to bring us from death to life. 2,000 years ago, God rescued us from that dominion of darkness and invited us back into His presence. So ngayon, yung mission ni God, it includes saving us, saving the people who don't know God, Saving those people, hindi lang dito sa Philippines, but the people outside. 
it involves the saving nature of the mission wherein we lead people to Christ so that they can be saved as well. The next question is, because of that sin, did it destroy our identity as God's people? The answer is no. But now, we need to be saved in order for us to be God's people. You know, because of sin, you know, it destroyed the image of God in us. It destroyed the image of God. But as we got saved through Jesus Christ, we become again part of God's family. It's a big spiritual family that the moment you accept Christ, you were born again into His family. And that speaks of our identity as God's people. And then number three, yung question na, yung purpose natin as God's people, nawala na rin ba yun because of sin? The answer again is no. But this time, we don't just multiply and spread out to fill the earth with God's glory. Right now, we have a mission wherein we proclaim and demonstrate the gospel to fill the world with God's glory. So yung purpose natin ngayon is... This one, God's mission continues, but from being stewards, not just from being stewards, we are now ambassadors and ministers of reconciliation. Noona, stewards lang tayo, pumasok yung sin, but now God included the saving part in our mission. Na hindi lang tayo stewards, but we are called to become ambassadors. We are called to represent Christ here on earth to people who don't know Him yet. You know, it can refer to your neighbor, it can pertain to, to someone na hindi pakilala sa God, and it can even refer to people from other parts of the world. And as we look at the state of God's mission right now, ano na ba yung state ng mission ni God right now? Let's look at the global church. In the global church right now, there are 2.3 billion Christians. So how many of you agree na yung 2.3 billion, medyo marami siya? <laughs> medyo marami, no? Kumbaga, when it comes to religion, Christianity is the largest in the world. And there are now 5 million churches. And yet, there's still a remaining work to be done. Because 3.5 billion people, that's like 50% of the world's population, have not yet accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. There are still 3.5 million Muslim, Hindus, and Buddhists. And there are 1 million villages with no churches. If you look into the stat, you look at these stats, makikita mo, yung stats na yan, explain ko lang. Yung green, it speaks of the Christ followers. Ito yung 750 million, 0.75 billion. In true followers of Jesus Christ, there are like 750 million. And then in 22%, these are people that they say that they are Christian, but they're not really following Christ. They will say that they are Christian, pero by name lang. And I want, you to, I want to tell you that God did not just call us to become churchgoers and attendees. You know, na, but He called us to become disciples. God is not looking for crowds. He is looking for people who will radically obey Him. So there are... You know, there are 1.65 billion people who say they are Christian, but they're not actually living that Christian life. And then there is 39%, and these are people who have heard the gospel, but they have not responded. They don't want to be identified as Christians. And then yung 29%, these are the people in the world who have no exposure to the gospel. To yung mga tao na, they don't know Jesus Christ, some of them have never heard about the gospel, and there are like 2.16 billion people. Alam mo yun, yung, ito yung stat na when I was praying, ito yung stat na nag-move sa akin. And I told God that, Lord, you know, I here am I in the Philippines enjoying the freedom of worshiping you. But yet, there are 2.16 billion people who've never heard about the gospel. So I told God, I cannot do everything, but I can do something. So if you're calling me to go there, I'm willing to go. You know, just that idea that someone 
from another nation don't know Jesus Christ and yet you can do something you know it, it kumbaga parang pag nakuha mo yung heartbeat ni God Lord I want to do something I cannot just afford to stay here I want to do something so that your gospel the gospel can be spread to all the earth so we continue with this stat makita natin na yung ethnic people group there are 16,900 in the world itong ethnic groups ito yung Tayo kasi one country, and dami nating ethnic groups. May Bicolano, uh, Waray, Ilocano, ganyan. In the world, there are 16,000. And yet, 7,000 are considered unreached. When you say unreached, they have no access to the Word of God. There are no missionaries, no pastors. And some of them will even die, I don't know, without even hearing the gospel. Alright? So we continue in the Bible translation. Ito po, I just want to highlight yung translations lang na needed in the languages. There are still 1,575 Bible translation languages. Na yung Bible, kailangan pang translate sa language nila. How many of you here na appreciate mo yung Bible? Na appreciate mo yung word ni God? How many of you, you appreciate na yung Bible meron tayong Tagalog Bible? But, you know, the Bible is very crucial for us in our walk with God. Kasi the man does not live on bread alone, but we live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Imagine this, you live in a country wherein yung Bible hindi pa translate sa language mo. And there are still 1,575 of that. You know, there's still so much work to be done, but here in every nation, you know, I, I, I'm blessed that we are part of a movement na Maritime 2020 initiative na by the year 2020, we want to reach every nation in Asia. And so far, since 2013, we've been very faithful. And this year, ang focus nga natin is Lebanon, Tajikistan, and Uzbekistan. And by God's grace, by 2020, we can reach every Asian nation. Tapos na yung Asia. So we hope that you pray with us on that. And just to give you a short report, ito yung statistics natin sa every nation. Right now, we are in 84 nations. Every nation is in 84 nations. Yung Philippines, isa lang yun sa mga nation. There are still 83 other nations na part yung every nation. There are 44 nations in Asia and Middle East. 45 nations yung meron tayong Filipino missionaries. And right now, in every nation ministries, we have 185 cross-cultural missionaries. These people come from us, come from victory. <laughs> and there are 185 of them spread to this 45 nation. And I, I've worked to some of these people and I consider them as my heroes. You know, giving up their job, sacrificing just to make sure that the kingdom will be advanced in those nations. I want to share in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 17, this speaks of Jesus Christ, that He is the image of the invisible God. All things were created through Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and in, in, in Him all things hold together. In verse 18 to 20, it speaks also that, you know, in verse 20, sabihin ko doon na, it was through Jesus Christ that He will reconcile Himself. Right now, we see that there's so much work to be done. We see like there is so much growth in Christianity. In fact, yung, we are living in a, in a time where in Christianity is at its biggest. Pero there's still so much work to be done. And yet in this verse, it explains that one day, God will reconcile everything to Himself. Yung Revelation 7, 9 na yon, one day it will come to pass. Kasi God said it. And if God said it, He will do it. Amen? So ngayon, ang tanong maybe for some of you, okay, I know this mission. How does this affect my daily life? Diba? I have family problems. I have marriage problems. I have problems in work. I have problems in my studies. My problem ako sa neighbor ko. My problem ako sa ganto. So ngayon, ano, ano yung pakiko dito sa mission na to? 
sometimes we tend to compartmentalize things in our life. Binabox natin. Meron tayong box para sa career, sa family, sa leisure, and there's a box for God. So ang tanong natin, sometimes in our own personal life right now, we always ask this question, where does God fit in the story of my life? Diba? Binabox natin. Okay, career, marriage, life, and then God. We box God, tapos tayo yung redetermine kung ilan lang porsyento ni God sa buhay natin. But actually, we are asking the wrong question. Kasi if we consider God as the ruler, then the question should be, not where does God fit into the story of my life, but the question would be, how can my life serve the mission of God? How can my marriage serve the mission of God? How can my family serve the mission of God? How can my work serve the mission of God? And how can my studies even serve the mission of God? A lot of Christians are restless and felt that something is lacking in their lives. Do you know Christians that sometimes, you know, they're restless and they felt that something is lacking in their life? Maybe one of the reasons is because they tend to live self-centered lives. Diba? It's all about our needs, our wants, our breakthroughs, our answered prayers. You know, we might find some purpose, degree of purpose when we live for our families, but it does not bring sense, that full sense of fulfillment. It's because we are designed to live for something bigger than ourselves and we are designed to take part in God's mission. So sometimes, yes, you know, those things are important, but if you want to really experience the true sense of fulfillment, then that thing concerns not just about your need, but that concerns about the overall missions of God. If you look here, kita mo yung first question, it talks about self-centered, and then the next question is all about Christ-centered. And that's why as we go here, you know, as, 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 as I'm ending, I want to encourage you. Lord, I want to ask, you know, I want you to ask God. I want you to pray. God, how can my life serve the mission of God? How can I be a part of spreading God's glory here on earth? In my own little way, I may not be big. I may not, I cannot do everything. But at least in my own little way, I want to use my life to serve as a mission of God. Amen? As I end, I want to pray for two groups of people. Um, if I could just ask everyone, uh, um, if you close your eyes and bow your heads. And if you're here today and you feel like you want to use your life to serve the mission of God, you know, you heard about this mission of God, you know, the starting point there is to surrender your life to serve the mission of God. If you're that person, I want you to raise your hand and we'll pray for you. We'll ask God to give you the grace to, to serve Him, you know. Lord, I thank you for these people. You saw their hands. God, thank you for their humility. It takes humility to admit that, Lord, there are times that I have not served in the mission of God. But right now, God, you are giving them a starting point. You are bringing new life to them. You are breathing fresh start for them. That I pray that at, at this day, starting today, God, you will give them the grace to really, God, to really serve in the mission of God. And I pray that you bless them in Jesus' name. And I want to pray for one group of people. If you're here and you feel like God is calling you to go to the nations, there's just that burden. There's just that passion that, Lord, one day, you know, I'm not saying now, huh? but what I'm saying is that you feel like God is calling you to go to the nations, whether through short term or through long term, and you need prayers. You know, if you're that person, I want you to raise your hand and I'll pray for you. Okay. 
God, I thank you for these people. You said that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Thank you, Lord, for these people that they have that desire to go to the nations. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that that desire, you honor that desire. And according to your will and to your perfect timing, it will come to pass that these people will one day see themselves in the nation, declaring the glory of God and doing their part in God's mission. And we just want to thank you, Lord. We want to honor you. And we ask this in Jesus' name.